0: Best Friend Podcast. It's just you and I today, a little private session that we have because I wanted to talk to you about something very personal that happened to me a few months ago and if you've been following me on Instagram, TikTok, you probably saw that I had a surgery, an ovarian surgery and I got diagnosed with endometriosis. March is Endometriosis Awareness Month. And ever since I got diagnosed, I'm on a mission to spread awareness and help women feel less alone and talk to experts who can answer your questions. So next week, I have an OBGYN from Allier Health who's gonna answer all of your questions. So feel free to drop them in this video. Drop them in the comments and you are gonna get your questions answered so let's rewind to five months ago it was november 2022 i randomly went to visit my family in croatia because i knew that december is gonna be pretty busy for me with work and the holidays here and with brand campaigns, December is always like crazy busy. So I was like, let me just go visit my family, relax, do... I usually get all of my doctor appointments there and like I get my hair done there. <laughs> I, got, I, got, I get a lot of stuff done there because first of all, I was just living there for so long. Healthcare is much cheaper, obviously. And we have a lot of doctors in and around the family. So I just felt more comfortable. And here I was strolling around casually literally just got my hair done and just got my makeup done not makeup my nails done. <laughs> not that it matters but um, I'm just trying to put you back in that moment I'm literally visiting my family living life and I went for a regular gynecologist checkup because I wanted to I had an IUD for the past five years and I wanted to just take the IUD out and put another one in and I went to the same gynecologist that I went to when I was in college and high school and we always do an ultrasound and pap smear and all that. So I was sitting down and she had she was doing an ultrasound, obviously put that thing inside me. And she was just like quiet for a second. And her facial expression just like froze. And I was like, what's going on? She said, you have a cyst on your left ovary. I'm like, oh, okay. That's weird because I had no symptoms. I'm like, show me. So she flips the screen, and this cyst was so, it, it, it was all over the screen. I, I was like, What? He just said it's nine centimeters. I'm like, Is this his Centimeters? It's like, Yeah, it's nine centimeters. Um, for those who are American and you understand inches, it's, I guess, like 18 inches. And it was seven centimeters wide. So nine times seven. Pretty large, I would say. So yeah, here I was trying to, uh, you know, be on top of my health, do the right thing and get my uh, appointment on time. And yeah, thank God I did because it was the biggest blessing in disguise as I got rid of it. So endometriosis can cause infertility along the line. So if you don't discover it on time, it's, it's not a fun place to be. I mean, it's so funny when she said nine centimeters. I was like, you you mean millimeters, right? No, she's like, no, nine centimeters. We were like, okay, I guess uh, we need to take care of it. So she told me that I need to go see a specialist and take out some kind of tumor markers. As soon as she said the word tumor, I was like, what do you mean? (laughs) Like, what is going on? Because at that time, we didn't know it's endometriosis. She just saw this huge cyst. And we didn't know what it was. And it was very strange because I didn't have any symptoms. But now after I educated myself on it, it's very common that you don't have any symptoms, which we're going to discuss with the doctor in my next episode. Uh, What was supposed to be a fun family visit uh, back in November ended up being me walking around, you know, seeing one doctor, getting blood work and doing, you know, doctor stuff so I finally went to see a specialist and as soon as he saw me and he saw the ultrasound he said that he thinks it's endometriosis but obviously we can't confirm anything until the mass is out and they send it to pathology and I asked him how is it possible that I didn't have any symptoms and you don't really know why endometriosis happens and he told me that it's probably because of the placement I don't know because it was behind the uterus so I was like okay So that's why I'm urging every single one of you to get a checkup because, again, I was living my best life. I was working out. I was, I mean, you saw me. If you were following my Instagram, you saw how I was living until, I mean, and after that point too. But yeah, I had absolutely no symptoms. But when it comes to symptoms, some women might experience uh, like painful menstrual cramps or pain after or during sex diarrhea, constipation, tired, fatigue. But I'm like, those are all kind of common things. And I feel like women, we always have some kind of issue down there. Like you have a cramp or you... I don't know we're just so sensitive and I had an IUD for that long so I was like whenever I have felt any kind of cramping or something I just connected it to the IUD. I want to give you a definition that I found on the internet which is probably not the most accurate one but endometriosis is a condition in which cells I mean it is pretty accurate in which cells similar to the lining of the uterus or endometrium grow outside of the uterus endometriosis often involves the pelvic tissue and can envelop the ovaries and fallopian tubes it can affect nearby organs including the bowel and bladder okay so now you know so now i want to talk about the surgery and how it all went down i was i was in croatia for a total of three weeks the first week i was preparing and I was just going around seeing doctor after doctor tests not not doctor after doctor a lot of tests like a lot of blood work a lot of they need a lot of obviously information about you before you get under the knife or actually it wasn't even a knife because it was laparoscopic surgery my brother took a week off from work which was really sweet of him and he also answered some of the questions with me but yeah we were just walking around that first week I was getting ready to get operated and then Monday morning I'm literally gonna tell you as it happened. So Monday morning at 10 a.m., I got admitted to the hospital. For anybody who might be planning to get a surgery soon, I will tell you exactly what I packed. I packed bathrobe, slippers, three different PJs because you never know how cold it's gonna be. So it was I took three different thickness. So one was like super fuzzy, fluffy. One was uh, uh, like a regular PJ, and then the other one was like a nightgown. So You know you don't have the pants and my mom was uh, very creative with her (laughs) with her pjs because i told her that i don't want to bring a pj from here so she bought me new pjs one of them said uh, it was a spongebob pj i think you also probably seen it on instagram (laughs) it said ready to party on the pj and the other one was with some kind of i don't know some kind of animal or some kind of cartoon and it said um cute on the outside wild inside very creative (laughs) I loved it so much but yeah um, okay so I packed those PJs regular underwear so no thongs or anything like that I packed pads because there's obviously some bleeding post-surgery warm socks because I always get cold a little bit of skincare deodorant some hair stuff I mean to brush your hair maybe a hair oil or something just to feel like a woman Um, refreshing wipes, shower gel, two, three comfy outfits, a book, my manifest book that I'm obsessed with, a journal, headphones, iPad, and a phone charger. And I think that's it, honestly. And lip balms and stuff like that. Just like stuff that I like to use on a daily basis. So I got admitted on a Monday. The first day was a lot of people just in and out of my room taking this i mean you know taking blood work then putting stuff you know there was a lot of needles like a lot of needles i'm not gonna lie um i think honestly my it's crazy that my skin is still a tiny bit bruised my skin is really sensitive uh so yeah the first day it was just a lot of people in and out doing a bunch of tests and my surgery was 8 a.m the next day so tuesday morning and i think i had a light lunch a soup or something like super light because you obviously have to be on an empty stomach. And then if they, in the evening, they give you uh, two pills. I mean, they gave me two pills. So you can go to the bathroom, aka number two, so you can clean up your bowel situation. And that was so funny. I took the pills and I was like, okay, when is this going to work? When is it going to work? And I was like talking to my family and they were like, don't worry, like you're going to notice when it starts working. I'm like, okay, weird. <laughs> I'm sorry, this is TMI for somebody, but like pooping is normal, everybody does it. Um, so yeah, it just like started going out. That was a little painful, I was not ready for that. I got that out of the way, I showered and then fell asleep. They gave me some kind of sleeping pills because obviously the night before surgery, you're a little stressed, so they gave me some sleeping pills and I was able to sleep. And I don't even know what time I went to sleep, but I remember they woke me up at 6am, again, needles again some kind of tests when I look back the most annoying part of the whole thing was just getting needles all the time let me let me get back on track so they woke me up I showered again I put on that pj and they just start rolling me you know they're like okay you're, you're up now and um, they put me on that hospital bed and they start rolling me through the hallway and honestly the thing about me is that I never really let myself experience sadness and I'm always very I never really let myself struggle or I always need to be strong and I always need to be uh, you know like nothing can really I'm good like nothing can really impact me I'm you know I'm like I can handle everything but that moment when they were pushing me down the, um, the hospital hallway it was the first time that I was just like so scared honestly I was so scared because I was like, yo, I'm actually getting a surgery. Like, this is crazy. Like, wh- how is this happening to me? And the, the worst thing is that, you know, you think that you, you're you taking care of your body. You're like on top of your health. You're working out. And, and you're just like, how did I get in this situation? As some of you may know, a few months ago, I accidentally discovered a cyst on my ovary and I had to get it surgically removed. Now more than ever, I'm really staying on top of my health. And I don't mean just trying to eat healthy and exercise. I'm adding supplements to my life to prevent any unnecessary health issues. My goal is to just stay happy and healthy. Speaking of happy, I'd love to introduce you to Happy V. Happy V is a wellness company committed to creating scientifically sound products and educational content to help women lead healthier and more more empowered lives doctor formulated vaginal probiotics that can help balance your vaginal pH if you experience bacterial vaginosis yeast infections UTIs low immunity gut or digestive issues they got you covered Happy V puts science and facts first using clinically studied ingredients in their formulas and they're here to build a stigma free world and start an open dialogue about vaginal health you can check out their products at happyv.com and use code happycoco10 to get 10% off your order again that's happy V V as in Vagina.com. I was the youngest person there. I mean, mine is the nurses and whatever, but women next to me, you know, I don't know, like somebody is taking out their entire uterus, somebody is fighting with cancer, somebody, like, how, what am I, how am I here? But yeah, so that was the first moment that I felt scared and that I felt, um, Like, I felt a little compassion for myself because even when somebody was asking me about the surgery before I went, I was like, yeah, it's fine. Just like, you know, whatever. Like, I just have a surgery. It's fine. Like Next thing I remember is they put me in that operating room. Everybody was really nice, obviously, (laughs) around me. And that's what I really appreciated about the staff in the hospital. They were just like cracking jokes. They're making you feel super comfortable. And you kind of forget that, you know, you're going through something super serious and the next thing I remember after that was just waking up in a room with, I think it was six other people or maybe five. Okay, it was it was a room of six. So we, it was six of us that all got surgery done that day and it's like a post-op room, and you have a nurse that's literally walking around and giving you medicine and helping you with whatever you need help with. The first 24 hours, I was under a lot of meds, and that was fun, I gotta admit. Uh, you know, a lot of painkillers, you're just like relaxing, and you are just, I don't know, I, I the first day was very easy, because obviously, you know, somebody's taking care of you, but honestly, what I forgot to mention, I was so hungry. I was so hungry because you can't eat, obviously. I don't know why I'm saying obviously so many times because it's not really that obvious. <laughs> the situation is not really that obvious. Um, but yeah, you can not eat. It was just in a lot of, like you don't really know what you feel because they inflate your stomach with CO2. That's something I didn't know. They're gonna inflate your stomach so they can obviously go inside and operate. So my surgery was done laparoscopic- Again, I didn't even know what a laparoscopic surgery was until I had to get one. So they enter through your belly button and left side and right side. So basically left over, right over and um, your belly button for this type of surgery. One of them has a camera and then the other two, I don't really know exactly what they do with those, but like they operate like that. (sighs) Yeah, and I was just laying there the entire day getting fed with medicine and then I put on my superhuman meditation my favorite meditation app and I was living life <laughs> honestly I was uh, I felt like I'm on cloud nine I was listening to music I was I felt fine and my skin looked amazing I gotta say from my like cold the IVs and stuff like that but yeah I didn't really feel pain, any pain at first because I didn't move my body or anything but something that I'm going to share right now was very surprising for me and um i had a catheter i don't even know if that's the way you pronounce it in america but um i think it's catheter basically connected to you can't pee so you the pee is going somewhere so i was i just the feeling was very strange because you don't f- you don't feel like you're peeing but then i felt like I felt like stuff is wet around me, but it wasn't, it was the catheter, so that was like, I was very surprised, that was the first moment that I was like, oh, I guess I actually did have a surgery, so yeah, haha. All jokes aside, um, I have to say that at some point, I just started feeling you know, compassion for myself and I let myself be a little sad and feel sorry for myself because again, as I said, I always want to put on a brave face, but that gets really exhausting after a while. When the nurse was pushing me down the hallway, I absolutely had tears falling down my face, but I didn't want anybody to see them because what I hate the most, honestly, when I'm sad and when I start crying or something and somebody's like, oh, what's wrong? Oh, I mean, I mean, I know that's a a normal human reaction, but it's like, just let me be sad you know i'm i'm about to you know get a surgery so that's why i was like making sure nobody sees it so nobody asks me oh are you okay like no i'm not okay i'm not okay i'm in a hospital <laughs> I i would love to be on my pool here in miami but no um so that's a little little something about me i think the entire surgery was two hours and then I was, I stayed in that room, like post operative room for a full day. That's how they do it in Croatia. I know every city, every, not every city, but every country is probably different. And different hospitals have different rules. I know in the US, they let you go much faster. But in Europe, they just keep you a little longer. The girls around me, women around me, also started waking up and we were like talking. And, you know, it was fun. But I mean, fun. <laughs> depending what's your definition of fun but the worst thing actually is that your stomach is inflated with co2 and it hurts it's like being bloated and constipated times a hundred you just you know (laughs) it's funny the nurse was like as soon as you start farting that's a good sign so she was like, "Who farted?" Yeah, I mean, it was funny. That's that's what I'm saying. Like, they were like cracking jokes and making us feel comfortable. And um, after a whole day, I went to my room. So they were walking me to the room, and that's when I got my first meal, which was a slice of a white bread with cream cheese. And I felt like this is the best meal I ever had in my life. I promise you. I was I devoured that piece of bread i was so hungry and i think that entire experience humbled me a little bit and you just realize that you are not invincible and that you need to i don't know it was it was it was an eye-opening experience for sure and again they took out my iud while i was in surgery i asked them to do that and my hormones are just like all over the place so one evening maybe that was the night after the surgery I just started crying like a lot and it was nighttime I started crying a lot and the nurse came in and she was like what's going on what's wrong I'm like I don't know (laughs) again I don't know what's wrong like I'm just crying I'm sad so she gave me some sleeping pills which were awesome so yeah I think they kept me in the hospital five days total four nights again that's how they do it in Europe a lot of people reached out to me asking like what's going on is everything okay like why are in the hospital for that long but that's just how they roll after I got out I was relaxing at home I didn't have any desire to do anything and my mom took a week off so we were binge watching Ginny and Georgia It's funny, I'm always going to remember that show as a part of my surgery experience. They told me that I just need to take it easy, listen to my body, and a week after I got released, I went to get my stitches taken out, is that how you say it? I don't know, my grammar has been off recently, but... When I spoke to the doctor, I was like, okay, now what? Like, what am I supposed to do to make sure this doesn't come back? And with endometriosis, again, they don't know what's the cause. And there's not a way to stop it forever. We switched my birth control to pills now. I'm just taking pills every day. And I don't know what your opinion on birth control is. Everybody's different. But I I like to have some kind of birth control because I... I don't wanna get pregnant right now. And they say that after you get pregnant, it's, there's a chance that your endometriosis like goes away, but again, I'm not an expert. And I asked the doctor, when should I start working out now? When should I start getting back into my old, you know, like life and routine? He said, just listen to your body. Don't force yourself to do anything. He's like, you can do whatever you want technically, but just like, you know, listen to your body. And if it hurts, like don't do stuff. (laughs) Flying back to Miami was really easy. I thought it's going to be more physically challenging, you know, carrying the bags. I mean, I didn't really carry the bags, but it was totally fine. And I think I started going to the gym one month after the surgery. But some movements and some positions, just like the first workout I did after the surgery was a yoga class. And there was this movement where you were supposed to engage your core a lot. And that hurt me for a second. So I... I think that this year I'm just gonna be more gentle with me. I'm not gonna push myself super hard and you know people say that everything we do is stays in our body, so all the negative emotions, every, when it, every time you're angry, all this negativity we store in our body. So this year I'm gonna try to not do that and not push myself to the very, you know, the last limit. And I'm going to put myself first. I thought that I was doing that before, but I realized that physically I wasn't. I was always putting, you know, the bigger picture in front of me, like my success or anything else in front of my actual body. So that's something I'm going to stop doing this year and hopefully for a long time after that, I'm going to try to be more gentle towards myself. And yeah, I think um, I think that's it for my little endometriosis story i hope this was helpful for you if you're going through something similar or maybe it's just gonna help you with you know if you have to get surgery soon it's gonna help you with your experience but i would be lying if i would say that it was a walk in the park it was not it was not it was more mentally challenging than physically because i was just thinking like how did i end up here (laughs) like me who is trying to be again healthy, work out. I even stopped drinking. That's oh yeah, that's interesting. Since I got my surgery, obviously that entire week before the surgery, I didn't want to drink. And I was like I can't wait to get a glass of wine after the surgery, but then I did and it tasted bad. And ever since I got out of the, you know, ever, ever since my surgery, I stopped drinking. Not stopped entirely, obviously, but I You know, usually my boyfriend and I would have a glass of wine um, at night. I don't, I just, I don't, I don't want it anymore. It's weird. I wonder if that's going to change. I think that was it for my endometriosis story. Whew. Talked a lot. Thank you for listening and if you find this episode useful please leave a five-star rating and review if you know somebody who is battling with endometriosis feel free to send them this episode so they can just hear somebody else going through it and i'll see you next week